0: Hello, and welcome back, or welcome for the first time, to Playtime. My name is Andrew Barnett, I'm a child therapist who lives and works virtually in Asheville, North Carolina, and this is a podcast dedicated to play therapy and child therapy, coming at both of those things from a child-centered perspective. And today on the podcast, I'd like to chat about emotional wounding and the restoration of the self and what I even mean when I say that. Emotional wounding is something that is common to literally every human being on the planet earth, whether that's a slight that you feel at the hands of somebody else, not feeling like you belong, not feeling loved, feeling like you've been attacked in some kind of a way, feeling threatened by something, feeling scared of something. We all have different ways that we have been wounded and we all have different ways that those wounds express themselves and manifest themselves inside of our lives. And the children who come in for therapy, at least the ones that I see, and I assume the ones that everyone else sees as well, are all experiencing wounds in one way or another, are often brought in because they have been emotionally wounded, whether that wound is being recognized by the adults in their world as the reason why they're coming in, or whether they, say, are wounded and acting from that wound and its say, just seen as them having bad character or not behaving or something like that, regardless of the situation, we can say that the children that we see are emotionally wounded and that wounding in general, on a heart level, is common to all of us inside of the human experience. And I've had conversations before with different clinicians, both child therapists and adult therapists, who have expressed a sentiment and this sentiment has even been expressed by people I just know in life, that there is a level of wounding that a person can experience, a level of trial or struggle or difficulty that a person can experience, which actually aids them, which actually provides them with something, a quality of depth, a quality of resilience that these people who have expressed this sentiment say is lacking potentially in those who have not experienced emotional wounding, that there are people for whom that they know who just sort of live their lives in the world and don't appear to have a lot of depth to their experience, don't appear to have had, say, struggles that they have overcome, at least struggles that they've overcome that they are consciously aware of, which provides them with a deeper kind of connection to themselves and their life and that sort of thing. And this kind of wounding can even be, say, mythologized. We can have a lens on mental illness at times as a culture. I mean, Vincent van Gogh would maybe be the most common example of a person who obviously struggled with mental illness, but obviously also tapped into something beautiful inside of themselves or inside of the world and was able to express that. And I think those two sentiments are tied together, that there can be a belief that struggle or wounding important for a person to be able to tap into deeper parts of themselves or deeper parts of life and probably like most things in this world there's an aspect of that to me that feels true and there's an aspect that feels say uh, like a sentiment that could be dangerous when applied inappropriately the part of it that feels true is that for all of us in this world Having a level of introspection is important. Having a relationship with your internal world is important. And knowing yourself is potentially a necessary prerequisite towards knowing somebody else, towards having intimacy with somebody else, towards acknowledging the depth in another person and wounds, emotional wounds all have inside of them an opportunity and that opportunity is to have more of a relationship with your internal world with yourself with what makes you you that wounds often force us whether it's children who are struggling and then that struggle is finally noticed and addressed or whether it's as adults and we're struggling those wounds can force us to have a confrontation with ourselves to develop a relationship with ourselves and that is unquestionably valuable if a person is looking to become whatever it is that they will become. To be able to, to move and evolve and develop in contrast to being stuck and stuck due to a lack of introspection, a lack of even acknowledging the block, and sort of you can end up being more numb and cut off from the experience of self. Wounds are opportunities, Where it doesn't feel true is that for any individual who has been wounded, if that wound is severe, or even if it's not severe, being wounded is an uncomfortable place to be. Being wounded unnecessarily by another person is not really an opportunity, it's a challenge. And there are many wounds that I would not wish upon anyone because wounding is as we said at the top, an inherent part of the human experience, and none of us have to go out of our way to make someone else feel bad. We will all, in this life, find ways and times to feel bad and have opportunities for introspection without having additional wounding. And at bottom, it can feel like it doesn't actually really matter whether someone is wounded or not. What matters is the journey into the self and Wounds can merely serve as a convenient entry into that process. But let's return to children and, say, a child who has experienced an emotional wound of some kind. And it doesn't really matter what this wound is. This wound will often manifest itself in their relationship with us inside of the room. They could be more protective in terms of how they're acting with us and try to close themselves off, or they could be very shy and reserved and have difficulty connecting in that way. There could be some fear or shame involved in the wound. There could be a fair amount of anger towards us in the room when it's just us and them, right? Nothing else is happening besides us being with them around a bunch of toys and anger, could be the thing that rises out of them or criticism towards us or blaming us for different things or an attempt to control us. There's a lot of different ways that wounds can Interact in the space of the room and when that space is open those wounds often present themselves that if we are creating a healing container and that is the intention that what will bubble up inside of that space are the wounds are the places where the child needs to heal and we believe in that because we believe in the self-actualizing nature of the psyche that the psyche is moving towards wholeness and healing and that we just have to provide the space to do that all wounds need air They need a space to breathe. They also need healing. And the level of healing that can come from us is acceptance of that wound as it is, the naming of the wound as it is, so it can be recognized, maybe not on a conscious level, but even on an unconscious level. We're making space for it to be present inside of the room. We're making space for it to outlet whatever it needs to outlet, for it to pus, whatever it needs to pus. I'm taking this metaphor maybe farther than I should, but there's a process by which a wound begins to heal and pus and scab and it needs space to breathe and it needs things from us to be able to facilitate that process and you could see that wound inside of someone else and as it's healing, what it's being filled with is the self. We are not providing a remedy in child center play therapy for that wound. We are simply providing the space for the natural process of healing and what it begins to be filled back up with is whatever that core part of the self is is. Whatever that part of the self is that is healing, that does restore, and what it can be filled back inside of that space could be something different than what came before. If we're talking about a person who has not, say, been able to have those wounds aired out and to fill them up with themselves, then that could become maybe a calcified spot. That could become a stuck spot inside of a person. In contrast to having a wound, identifying the wound, allowing the self to fill the wound and then coming back into contact with the whole of you that that wound is the place for growth is the place for healing is the place for integration and it can be through coming into contact with that wound that that process starts to happen a wound can be seen on some level as a to use some like old psychoanalytic terminology a cluster a cluster inside of the self. And perhaps an example of that would be helpful. Say a individual has, and I'm taking this from the example of lots of kids that I've seen, an absent mother figure who is in and out of the child's world. And a lot of these children that I've seen in session who have this situation will oscillate between two points. The two points that they'll oscillate between are making cards for this parent. I have never seen as many cards as I have made for a parent as I have seen for parents who are absent from a child's world cards that are like i love you mom i care about you mom i miss you mom whatever whatever's inside of that card but these sort of like loving cards from these children these children trying to say lean into this place of like i really care about you maybe they're blaming themselves on some level for this lack of participation in their parent and they're reaching out with this uh you know, they wouldn't see it as desperate. It doesn't necessarily even feel desperate at the time, but there is a reaching out with this note of like, hey, I love you, I care about you, and I would like to see you and have intimacy with you. I mean, that's the, that's the message at the bottom of that card. So inside of that cluster of wound of the mother being absent, on the one side, say the one polarity in the two opposites of this wound is this reaching out. On the other side is often anger. And this anger inside of a session would be directed towards me. It would not usually, if ever, be directed at the mother. That's not a really a safe thing to do when you're trying to reunite with someone. Anger is creating a boundary. And these children do not want to create more of a boundary with their mother, in this case. They, uh, they're they trying to create less of a boundary through writing this card and through expressing these feelings. And so on the other side of this, with the anger, we could say that that anger does arise out of their pain due to not receiving what they want to receive from their parent. But this anger is directed at, say, us inside of the room or inside of the play. It could be like different characters being mad at each other. But gen- a lot of times this, if it's an attachment wound right, like that, it will be directed back at us. And so are the, there are these two sides of the situation, this polarity, the swinging of extremes that all live inside of this one cluster of the wound. It's like there's different spots that one could hit inside of the wound and different places one can exist in. And the writing of the card is one expression and when that pendulum shoo, swings back the other way, it's anger. But it's all part of one thing. It's very different in the way that it's felt, but both of those things... Have their origination point inside of that emotional wound. And it is often through allowing both of those points to exist, naming that both of those points exist, not trying to take the child off of those points say not trying to when they're angry say shouldn't that anger be directed at your mother or trying to manipulate it like that in some fashion just letting it be and exist and accepting it and recognizing it and witnessing it same on the other side when they're writing that card we're not implying or saying or energetically even feeling like ah, yeah, gosh that your mother's probably never going to get that card or trying to name like oh you're really sad that you don't get to see your mom or something like that we're simply witnessing it on the other side as well and that pen pendulum of extremes through that witnessing and through that acceptance and through being in the space and through them receiving something different when they go to those extremes that pendulum starts to slow down it's not actually going as far as to the extremes anymore it's starting to move a little bit less intensely and we can see less intensity inside of them Maybe they're beginning to access different parts of themselves. Maybe they're starting to do different things inside of the play. And eventually that will settle. And our hope always is that it will settle into something that is connected close to reality, that is close to the self, that is close to the self's experience of reality as it is, and that that cluster that they hit doesn't have the same activation. Maybe for all of us, we have some wounds that are never going to fully go away. But that cluster, when it's hit, that wound cluster, instead of taking us into this really big swing where we're all the way at these extremes again of like trying to be close to the other person to continue using this example or experiencing extreme anger, instead lands in a spot that's like, ooh, I'm sad that I don't get to see my mom and I'm also angry. That she doesn't make the time for me that i would like for her to it's holding both at the same time there is a union or a synthesis of the extremes which gives space to both but also allows space for the experience of the self and the self through experiencing those extremes through building up its strength in connection with another who is holding this person We can be talking about the child and the therapist right now. The therapist holding it with empathy and and respect for the other person's experience and for autonomy for their experience which allows the child to have the strength to hold both. And we can say a similar thing about adult therapy or anyone who has a wound and they're struggling with it. There are these places of extremes and then we can settle into having the strength inside to hold both of those extremes even when that wound is hit again. The pain might still be there, but it's been integrated into the self and the self is still present and then there's still the ability on behalf of that person to move through their experience, to move integrated with their experience in contrast to swinging again at those extremes, becoming dysregulated and then becoming difficult to connect with because they're not connecting with themselves. They're just inside of that reaction. And in general, I'm not a big fan of the word trigger. That's a popular word and that's not because i am some like far right uh like everyone's being too sensitive these days kind of person with it but more from a place of trigger just sounds rough and being triggered is rough and being triggered if by trigger we mean Having a past trauma that is inside of a wound that has formed into a cluster, touched or activated in some way, is painful and it's uncomfortable. And and if you're having flashbacks or if you start to feel hypervigilant or if you are having other either mental or emotional or physiological responses to having that wound touched, I'm not trying to say that that's easy. But Trigger has this, I don't know, it's got these rough connotations these uh, like gun connotations that sounds uh, dangerous and uncomfortable and replacing the word trigger would say something else maybe like I don't I don't know what the word would be but a word I would prefer probably would be something that acknowledges the potential and the opportunity. For a different relationship to the self, when something like that comes up, that for any of us, because we're all, if you're listening to this, human beings and we all experience wounds, that when we have a wound touched, that is a signal to us that we have something inside of ourselves that we could address. Perhaps we already know that wound when it comes up, right? And it comes up and we feel it and we're like, oof, but we've maybe already had some kind of relationship to it and we have integrated it and we have really acknowledge both sides of it maybe already experienced that pendulum whoosh 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 back and forth from extremes landed in something more solid and there's still something there because it's hard to know if these clusters ever really go away but our relationship with them can change and we can develop the ego strength to move through them If you are experiencing a wound that seems to keep coming up and you're stuck with it, stuck in a similar dynamic that could be remembering a thing from the past over and over again or feeling tethered to something, a relationship or something else that's causing distress or if there's this emotion that just keeps coming up and up and up and up in different kinds of situations whether it's fear or shame or anger or what have you, there's opportunity there. There's opportunity to get to know the self better. There's opportunity to have a more integrated relationship with the self when there's an opportunity to have that wound be filled with whatever that uh, for lack of a better word divine healingness that exists inside of you and inside of every other person that is capable of filling that wound back up with you that is capable of giving that wound space to breathe and then reuniting the self integrating the self and returning to life more whole and returning to life more capable of feeling wounds in the future due to having less activation From wounds in the past, capable of having perspective when you are wounded, capable then of moving through the world, knowing that the world is a place that is often filled with pain for many of us, that is unavoidable, but that's part of our experience and there's an opportunity there whenever we feel pain. Which is not to say that anyone deserves wounds, there are wounds that I have as a person that I would gladly give back and At the end of the day, all of those wounds provide an opportunity and when we're with a child in a session and they are oscillating back and forth inside of the cluster of their own wounds, we know that we have hit on something important and we know that that is where the work is and we trust and believe that that wound is capable of being healed through the self-actualizing tendency of the child that we're with. And that's all I've got for this episode of Playtime. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review and subscribe and tell friends. It helps the show get some more reach. Check out BarnettChildTherapy.com for more content, including books and audio and all sorts of other things. And I've got a COVID-19 book, PDF, free PDF, wrote with Jillian Kelly and illustrated by Xander Stefani. If you would like a copy, if you are someone who is either working with or could use it yourself, a book about COVID-19 for children called I Didn't Get to Say Goodbye, specifically addressing the situation whereby a child might have lost a loved one but not have been able to say uh, say goodbye uh, when they passed. Let me know and I will send you, I will gladly send you that book. And yeah, I'll see you next time.